You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today we have a very interesting and special episode. I'm here with my always handsome guest, Luxurious Lou. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) And uh, Lou, how are you doing today? I am doing good. I just can't wait to get under my desk. I know a lot of people don't know this, but I am a gear snob, so I actually really, really like hooking up new gear. Yeah, and we're having some technical issues with gear, and then we're also hooking up two new 1176s. Well, my old 1176s, but we got to hook those up into our patch bay. Yep. And uh, basically some, some new analog gear into the board. Lou is very, very very smart when it comes to building out studios and patching things up. I've worked with a few of your patch bays now that you've set up. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, they are all pretty comprehensive, really easy to understand. So thank you. Elaborate but simple. There it is, easy. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited to look forward to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what what, what other plans do you have today? Well, uh, I got to send some tracks out to, to Ari Lennox. Uh, she hit me up for two of the tracks that we recorded together back at Dreamville. And it uh, looks like they're possibly going up to her SoundCloud link uh, for. Yeah. yeah. I believe uh, Danny, one of our interns, actually. Yeah, got actually, a song Danny on behind that. the camera right now. Yeah. Danny behind the camera, our intern, he, uh, he also did the same thing. Like, uh, Ari yeah, picked Ari just one hit of the him songs. Up for him. Yeah. yeah. So, congrats, Danny. Congrats, congrats Lou. Danny. Thank you. Um, and uh, congrats, Ari Lennox. If if uh, please make more songs, we can't get enough of you. You got to represent Dreamville. Ari has the only one female of the best on female vocals ever. For real, just an absolutely phenomenal artist. Just so proud. Oh yeah. And you must you must be so proud to be able to work on that, right? Oh my God, she is one of my favorite female artists of the decade. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah. And uh, on that note. Just like Danny behind the camera, we are always looking for interns. If you want to help out with the show, with any sort of marketing, if you want to help out with uh, 
the studio or mixing or anything you like, you can just hit us up. I think the best way to hit us up is to hit us up on Instagram. Uh, my at is D-E-E-K-E-I mixes, Delta Echo Echo Kilo Echo Indigo mixes at DK mixes. What about yours? Mine is damn. <laughs> <laughs> at, at Midside Sound. Yeah. But- <laughs> M-I-D-S-O-U-N-D. Wait. M-I-D-S-I-D-E-S-O-U-N-D. Yeah. At Midside Sound. Yeah, but there you go. But do you, do you have uh, the, what is, it, what is it called when you my, do that? Uh, my military, no, I don't know what it is for M. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll call it Mansi. Mansi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, today's episode is really interesting because we wanted to talk about recording at home and how we feel about it, how, go, how to go about doing it. Um, and basically to help anybody that's at home listening right now that wants to record and start producing at home, which should be, would be the mass, vast majority of you. There are more unprofessionals or amateurs than there are professionals in this world. Uh, so I think this will be a useful, helpful episode. So the first question that I want to ask you, Lou, is, mm-hmm. and start the topic of is home recording as far as your stance as an engineer. I'm How do you feel it. about home recording? Okay. I'm all for it. Uh, Why are you all for it? Well... I can give you uh, both the educational side and the professional side. The educational side is that you really actually start learning how to work in a way that makes you work faster. And uh, your your understanding of what it is you're trying to communicate when you are in studio actually goes up too. For instance, there's a lot of people who don't know what phantom power is, right? But when they go to the studio, all they know is that the mic doesn't work sometimes. And their engineer may be new, or maybe the studio didn't provide uh, somebody that's well-versed. Maybe the engineer called out and the intern's going to run the session for you. I've seen all kinds of nightmares happen. But I've had to watch as like an owner, friend of mine, he gets called back to his studio saying the vocals won't come through the mic, this and that. Mm. He went all the way over there to hit one button on the Apollo Boom. Phantom power. That was the issue. So g- recording from home actually teaches you a little bit about what's in front of you when you do go to the studio. It teaches you to communicate a little better, which actually makes the money you're spending on studio time a lot more worth it because you're able to actually get a lot more done and communicate what it is you need or don't want done. It gives you the best bang of the buck. And, and let's, let's actually go on this topic a little bit more. The educational region, reasons, which is a huge reason. Whether you're a full-time professional recording artist signed to a major label or producer engineer, having an at-home setup of some kind is always going to be good. Because to a certain degree, like Danny behind the camera, you can intern, you can watch us, you can learn from us. But unfortunately, um, Danny or anybody is not going to learn unless you do it yourself. As an engineer, I see us being problem solvers. For example, phantom power doesn't work. So you have to know what phantom power is. And how are you going to find out what phantom power is unless you do it yourself? You exactly. have to make mistakes, right? Yep. Yep. And if you do it at home, if you're recording drums as much as you can at home, if you're recording vocals, if you're producing for friends, mm-hmm. free or very cheap or whatever, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from them. And now those mistakes are not going to happen in a professional setting where you have a, le- a much higher chance of not getting hired again in a professional setting. Oh my God, I've seen it happen so many times. I've seen where engineers, they claim to be ready. They hit major studio with the client only to not really understand what they're doing the client realizes it real quick and they end up calling the studio and saying, hey, do you have any in-house engineers that we can hire on a whim? Like, we, we got to let this guy go. Yeah. So what about, um, what about professionally? So that was educationally, it's good. What about professionally? I mean, like, to a certain degree, we as commercial studios or as recording studios in general are always going to be competing with 
home studios. Oh, indefinitely. But, but yeah. why are you a fan? Why are you not a fan? What is your stance as a professional about home studios? So I have two viewpoints on this, and they're both from experience. Uh, so a lot of people know that I actively work with Keisha Cole. Um, I've been working with her for like uh, two, three years now. I think closer to two. And um, we've been recording from her house for two years. And we just recently, in the last two months, started hitting major studios together, working on her new album that she's been promoting. But the great thing is that we've come up with so much content all that time that we were at our house that it didn't cost $2,000 a day just to book time to come up with ideas. If it's just concept ideas that you're coming up with, record the idea at home. You wouldn't believe how many times the rough idea gets used and thrown into the final mix. And we can even throw this into like, that's Keisha Cole, where she has money yeah. and has a nice setup because she has money and it's her job to yeah. do, to make music. And to shout out Ari again, I know that she's recording at her new house. She just bought a house. Um, On the so East Coast? Out in, the, in D.C. Yeah. 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 So congrats, congrats to Ari. I know congrats. last time I talked to her here in L.A., she was talking about how she almost bought a house and this and that. Dang. And then as soon as she went back to D.C., she's like, I bought a house. So I was like, Hell amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think. But, but now I'm, she's recording from there instead of going to the studio. Yeah. And I think even at a lower level, let's say you're just starting or you want to get into producing and you're figuring stuff out. And you're not Keisha Cole or Ari Lennox. Yeah. It's still worth getting ideas down at the very least. Because if you're going to end up going to a professional studio anyway, it's better to be well-practiced and prepared. Like with, yeah. my, old studio, with my old studio, Cold House, in, in Provo, Utah, um, there would be a lot. Of, I could tell if someone is saving their money because mm-hmm. they practice before they came. They had oh their God, lyrics memorized. That was the second point. Their band, if it's a band or if it's a rap or whatever, yeah. their beats already picked. They're not mm-hmm. writing in the studio. Yeah. Anytime that they're not writing in the studio, they're just, they're just laying down what they've already rehearsed and yep. gotten the idea of. The session ends in an hour or two per song max. I have a it's client so that booked with us uh, when we first opened the studio. Um, we would record four or five songs in two hours. Dang, there you go. You know, but that's that's the second point of why I think it's both good. Uh, one, you're saving money and you're learning and you're teaching yourself. That's the first pro. The second pro is that when you show up to the studio, you actually get your money's worth out of the time. A lot of times engineers want to be able to work and focus on the record versus, hey, can we loop that in a circle for like the next 30 minutes to 40 minutes? I got to write my verse. Now, I understand that a lot of professionals have the luxury of being able to go to the studio and use label money or they have an abundance of finances on their own, and that's good for them. But real, realistically speaking, even though I own the studio, I wouldn't imagine going to the studio unprepared as to like, what song am I going to record today? Because I'm just wasting resources. I want to save those resources for when it matters. And that's the great thing about recording from home you can get your ideas out you can say i like this i don't like that you can email different writers and come up with ideas at your house and say cool i like this one i'm gonna hit the studio and cut this one that's what i think the benefits are from recording at home now there is a few cons and we'll go into that but i want to hear your pros yeah i think for me as a mix engineer i'm a big fan of people recording at home in fact my marketing as a mix engineer for the last few years has all been around. I'd rather you as my client record at home and take your time and save the money doing that and spend more money and time on the mixing process. Oh yeah. And and that's how I market it. Granted that most of my income is from mixing. That may not be the best case for every artist, 
Like, obviously, best case scenario is hire a professional studio and then hire a professional mix engineer and then hire a professional mastering engineer. But the way that I market is save money because content is more important. So if yeah. you're an artist or a producer, I would say the number one most important thing is consistent content. The number, the, there's a statistic that came out on Spotify recently where um, it takes about 33 to 34 songs on Spotify before numbers start going up for any given artist. That's the average. So that means if you have less than 33 songs and you're sitting on your butt right, right now wondering why the heck you don't have more monthly listeners, you should probably make more content. Because why they would I- want to be fed. Why would I subscribe to you as a person, whether it's a YouTube channel, a podcast, an Instagram, uh, your music, your Spotify, whatever? Why would I want to follow you if I know that you're not going to make content in the future? We've all seen those viral YouTube videos that has hundreds of millions of plays and only has a thousand subscribers because people don't subscribe to things when they know that they're not going to be making consistent content. Oh, yeah. So for us, like the reason why you're listening to this episode or watching this episode is because you know it's consistent, probably, right? Yeah. And why you subscribe to it and become fans or whatever the heck. Uh, I, I would say that's the number one priority. And mm -hmm. I think recording at home helps people make more content. Yeah. And in turn, helps me make more money because <laughs> I'm having more returning clients through only mixing and they're saving their money on the recording and giving to me for mixing. You know, and that's kind of the great thing because if you realistically look at it, yes, he's a mixing engineer. Yes, I'm a recording engineer and I do mix a lot as well. But um, the funny thing is this. I, I would hate to see my recording clients go, but I would love to be able to tell them, hey, you know, my mixing rate is X, Y, Z. Instead of them saying, oh, that's a little more than I can afford because of what I've budgeted for the sessions and all that. I'd rather be able to say like, hey, well, why don't you try tracking from home? You'll save a lot more money and be able to afford a better product. You know, because a lot of times when you send your songs out to get mixed and let's say it's in the $100 range, it's very rare you get a DK out of that or a Lou out of that, you know, but sometimes you get lucky. But when you want good quality and you know you want to work with certain people, I say save that studio time money, try to record as best as you can from home and try to hire the right mixing engineer for your sound. And at the same time, you know what's happened a couple times is... We've recorded a brand new recording at home to their tracks that they partially recorded or uh, at, at the studio where they re partially recorded at home. We, I end up saying nah to the new tracks and saying yes to their tracks on their crappy microphone that they recorded at home. I just did this. Li I just did and this. And I did this yeah. a couple days ago too. Mm. It's because you cannot replace the vibe. You can't. No, you can't. And that's why I say there are cons to the home recording. Now, uh, I don't know if you want to jump into that side. Yeah, let's let's go into it. So I've wrote, written down a few things that I want to go over of why it's not good. So in general, we both think it's good that you should have at least some kind of a setup. Yes, you will need a computer of some kind and some sort of a small interface, maybe a microphone and setup. And you can always hit us up. You can DM us on Instagram or send us an email. Uh, probably DMing on Instagram is better. If you hit up Lou um, at Midside Sound, he might oh. be able to get you uh, a deal depending on the bundle and the products that you're looking for. But um, uh, yeah, so on that note, like it's good to have a home studio. There are a few things that you shouldn't rely on a home studio for. Um, one is that it is expensive. It is expensive yeah. to build a home studio, especially That's a starting when, point. Yeah, especially because like, granted, the capitalism and everything has made equipment really cheap. It doesn't cost a million and a half dollars to build out a small little studio, project studio, like it did like 20, 30 years ago. Um, but like acoustics, 
is hard. Not not just yeah. building or making them or or buying them, but also figuring out how much you need. Like that's actually like an acoustician's kind of thing. You can do yeah. some research and you could do the basic general, but to get it exactly right is a whole nother story. Gear in general, microphones are expensive. Um, gear is expensive. And to be honest, the only reason why I'd recommend buying gear is because you can usually sell them back for almost the same price used. Yeah. So it's a nice little asset to have, but it's expensive overhead. Oh, yeah. And granted, you can start recording. If you already have a computer, there are setups where you can record for like less than $300. But- oh, yeah. And the last thing that I wanted to add was vibes. At home, mm-hmm. are you in the mindset to record your best recordings? Or do you need to pay someone to hit the buttons for you so you can focus on singing, so you can focus on performing, focus on the song? You've brought this up many times. Yep. Anybody, like Chris Brown, can record himself. And he probably does and has recorded himself. But why does he still decide to pay someone to do it for him at an expensive studio? Yeah. Well, think about it this way. It's not even just him. I know Trey Songs himself will actually record himself on the majority of his records. Um, he actually very rarely, rarely books uh, a recording engineer unless he goes to a big studio. But the big reason is this. When you're at home, you're at your own comfort, you're at your own leisure. Sometimes that can make you lazy. That's that's one of the cons. But here's the pro. Big. Some people are really comfortable working from home. They get their best takes. Like we said, um, you know, Chris can probably record himself. Probably has. But the reality is it's really hard to divide. And this is where I actually struggle a lot with it. I'm a guitarist. Um, I do top line for some people once in a while. But um, the reality is this. It's hard to separate the engineering side from the creative side. And sometimes you need to put somebody on the engineering side to keep you in your creative side. So that's one of the cons. Why hire another engineer? Why hit the studio? Sometimes you'll get your best takes there. But for some people, they get their best takes at home. And honestly, I just recently experienced that again. And it's not just a one-time thing. You see this happen all the time. Um, we had a song that I was sent to mix. And there was a few like tonal differences. They were learning their interface. This is one of those issues with recording from home. If you don't know what you're doing, you tend to hit a few buttons that maybe altered the mic in a way that you thought was pleasing. But then when you send it out to mix, it's like, why is there three or four different vocal tones? in the same song when they're all supposed to be consistent per request. Um, So I sent the song back and said, Hey, can we recut the vocals? They redid it, but it just didn't feel the same anymore. I remember when I first heard the record, I was so excited about it. I was like, I can't wait to mix this. But then I got back the recuts and I'm like, I'm going back with the original. Yeah. Like it is hard to do that. Now that's, that's the vibe versus quality issue. If I would always say, give me the best performance you can, and I'll work with that yeah. over anything. I don't care if it's a U87, a 57. Or I don't your care iPhone. if it's exactly. Like I've Kanye's had I've mixed, album. Yeah, I've mixed songs on, on an iPhone. Yeah. 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 And that's the funny thing. Recording from home doesn't necessarily mean you have mics, an interface, a computer. I know a lot of big name producers who tell their artists, record your ideas on your phone. Even if you had to layer it with videos or whatever you got to do. You're going to come and cut the final takes at a nice studio anyway. So don't waste your money on a big studio when you don't need to. Keep the vibe going. Keep the emotion going. Yeah. Um, that's the whole vibe versus quality uh, issue. On top of that, just like DK Touchpoint, there's a lot of cost. Uh, for instance, like uh, most home studios nowadays, uh, if you want to go with like a, a pseudo standard setup, uh, we can say like an Apollo 
with, um, let's say, a little $300 mic, like a Shure SM7B, which is like 400 bucks. Yeah, let's uh, talk about some gear that we do recommend afterwards. But exactly. But, um, you know, like you were talking about $1,000 already on a small, small setup, just a mic and an interface. That's not including uh, getting a recording software, like, for instance, for the cheap side, like Logic, which is 200 bucks on top of that. Then you need the cables, some headphones. Uh, you need uh, some computer if you don't already have it. We're talking about possibly investing 2000 to $3,000 just walking in. Versus paying a studio, let's say, 300 bucks for eight hours of studio time or, you know, something. Sometimes it makes more sense to book the studio financially. But if you have a little savings that you set aside because you want to start lowering your cost so that you can put more into mixing and mastering, then great, you know, do that. But cost is a big con when it comes to starting your home studio. Once you have it, though, you could record 365 days a year and not worry about that cost anymore. You will make your money back tenfold compared to what you would have spent booking studio time. Now, my last issue is limitations, space, and noise. You know, we all live in a place that has AC or doesn't isn't properly ventilated or maybe has thinner walls and we have neighbors that are noisy. Uh, and those, those little things get caught in the mic. So you see people buying things like the Chaotica eyeballs or the eBay knockoffs or whatever. Um, trying to fix it and those all have their own sound issues like there's always going to be an issue but it shouldn't be what demotivates you but those issues do exist at home with that said i've also had very amazing recordings out of like a hundred dollar mic into a 200 dollar interface into a laptop with two gigs of ram yeah so That's don't true. don't limit yourself because of finances because realistically speaking you may be holding on to a song that could be a hit and even if it's not a hit on radio I'm telling you, I've have I've had songs on my playlist that nobody's ever heard of that I listen to on repeat from past clients. Like I know it's that good. I just wish it had more plays. Yeah, and and let's go into some uh as we wrap up, let's go into some gear that we recommend. So as far as like if you're gonna be making a setup at home, there are some few essential items that we recommend. For example, one is headphones. Oh, you yeah. want headphones for yourself or if you're recording someone else, mm-hmm. then two pairs of headphones. Mm-hmm. But uh headphones for basic recording and some basic mixing and stuff. You might want some monitors because you want to hear your music out loud and make it get loud. But at home, don't worry about getting the best monitors. Just get some monitors that are aesthetically your choice in your budget. Um, You could get nerdy and get the better monitors or whatnot. But um, at home, I recommend investing more in the headphones. You know, we talked about this last week about the headphones versus monitors. Honestly, if you're just starting out, get yourself a good pair of headphones. Don't even like, get the monitors. Yeah, forget the monitors for now. That's you know, bonus. If you're recording yourself and you're not trying to book any clients and stuff like that, um, if I could put a dollar amount, spend like two to 500 bucks on some headphones, and you'd be surprised how good you can get your music to sound. You can buy $30 headphones, and it's still yeah, like, As but, long as you know them. Yeah, and the big important thing with headphones is that they're closed back. That means that... They won't bleed. Th- they won't bleed as much. Um, for example... With in the studio world, you often see a pair of headphones with closed back version and open back versions. Mm-hmm. The open back version that means there's ventilation from the actual speaker, so the, there's bleed coming from outside the meaning headphones. that signal from the headphones itself is coming out of the headphones. And the point of that is to help like bass response become yeah. better. But um, usually, it's the engineer with that. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's the problem is with open back headphones that it bleeds so much that if you're recording your own voice with headphones on your own head then your, the music and everything that's coming out of the headphones is going to bleed into the mic. So you got to be careful. The second thing that I'd recommend, actually, is, uh, is a microphone. 
Um, I would say with condenser microphones, which is the standard type of microphones in the studio, like they're large, they're condensers. This is not a condenser. Uh, condenser microphones, they usually start getting decent at four to $500. Yeah. And they start to get good at $1,000. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the numbers that I would see. Uh, there but, is one that actually helps out a lot of home studios. I know a lot of people are using them right now with the whole trend of uh, live streaming uh, concerts. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people using the Lawton Audio L3. Uh, L, LS208? Uh, 308. 308. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's, the, it's it the front address. Uh, oh, yeah. the LS208. Oh, 208. That's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but well, I was going to bring that up too. Go ahead. Yeah. So that one is actually a condenser. So you get that nice open airy top end, but the rejection on it is so good. You see people throwing them on snares, on vocals, on live performances. You see people who are doing like mobile podcasts where they're doing like uh, like vlogging style videos where they're actually using it as a handheld mic because the rejection on it is so good which actually helps a lot for home studios. If not that, a little bit less than that, you see like the Shure SM7B, which is what you hear our voice on right now. We're about to actually get um, the new Loutons for the next time. Yeah, so we're this, swapping. this next few videos is our last few videos with the 7Bs. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to switch over to Loutin. Um, yeah. we, we've both worked with them, um, and they just sound incredible. But the reason why, I want to bring up something that you said, rejection, which is important. Um, for anybody just starting, every microphone has a pickup pattern, meaning that... This microphone is going to be front addressed and it's called cardioid. That means the dead spot where there's going to be the least amount of noise is if you talk to it from the backside. Right? So just for idea, this is me talking to the front and uh, this is me talking to the back. Yeah, and, and you might not even hear him like, uh, or it's going to be quite louder, quieter. But uh, the point is um, with this, it's important. The reason why we use SM7Bs or the LS208s from Loudon Audio is the rejection is important. That means you'd need less acoustic treatment in your room because it's going to be less sensitive to noises that are further away. A lot of people that I hear recording at home get the complaints of, I hear too much of the room. How do I cut out that room noise? Yeah. That's usually in the recording process, not in the mixing process. And if you had acoustic treatment, that would help. But also having a microphone that rejects a lot of that outside noise. The LS208 by Loudon Audio. The SM7B by Shure. These are both microphones that you have to be, I'm right up, I'm eating this microphone right now. Goblin. And because of that, you're not really hearing bleed from Lou into this microphone. You're not hearing any of the AC, the outside noises. This, my voice is clear right now because it's a dynamic microphone. So actually for first time home recording studios and stuff like that, I actually recommend some sort of close proximity microphone like the Loughton Audio LS208, which is actually a condenser. So you get mm -hmm. that full studio quality, but it gets less of that rejection. It's, I, in my opinion, it's better than this guy. Or this guy, the SM7B, or something similar, yeah. where a dynamic rejects a lot of noise. Don't get something because other studios have them. Do it because... Don't make that mistake. Yeah. So get a microphone that rejects a lot of that noise and makes it clean. Um, Just to be clear, it's usable even if it's not a U87. Personally, I really don't like U87s. My favorite cheap mic, bro, mm -hmm. every single recording that I get, every single time that I get a bad recording where it was recorded with the Blue Hummingbird... No offense to anybody using a Blue Hummingbird. I know that's a really popular mic. I hate that mic. It's horrible. I've never it had it. works well on time. a few artists that I've worked with, but uh, once I again, I to, can count them on a single hand. Yeah, like I, I'm yet to see a single artist. So um, that being said, my favorite cheap mic mm -hmm. is the one that you see on stage all the time, the SM58. The oh, Shure yeah, SM58. Yeah. Recording at a home studio with that mm -hmm. sounds way better than most three to $500 condenser microphones. Yeah. 
$100, SM58. You can even buy it used for less. Like, And if you need a little more shininess, get the Beta 58, which is only $50 more. Yeah. And to be honest, like another one that's good, if you want that con- uh, dynamic style of mic, Telefunken has one, SM80. Oh, the M80? The M80. Oh, yeah, the M80 or the M81. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're both, and they have their own version of the SM58, Telefunken does. I forgot what it's called. Audio-Technica has one as Audio-Technica. well. Yeah, all these companies yeah. have dynamic microphones, but those are usually going to be better. They're less sensitive, so that means when you perform on them, you're going to have to be way close to it, and Ooh. it's going to take a lot of volume to gain. Actually, funny enough, uh, Keisha uses an E835 from Sennheiser, the the $100 base model handheld oh, mic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when we're not in the booth, she's recording on the couch or, or having her hair done while recording ideas because sometimes she go. does There you go. Sennheiser that. makes a really Dude, good mic. they make a really good handheld mic that you just, it's 100 bucks. You just track some ideas, and we've actually used some of those takes before in final recordings. And, and to be fair, though, I want to finish this conversation up with there is a reason why we accepted Loudon Audio sponsorship. Um, they are a fantastic brand. And I'm going to tell you right now, for anybody listening that wants to contact Lou or I um, on our Instagrams, which they're in the description as well, um, if you're interested in buying Loudon Audio, please hit us up because we will actually be able to sell you their microphones for much cheaper. And you're helping us make some money to continue the podcast. Oh yeah. So we can actually get you microphones for under retail potentially. Um, depending on the, pro- I don't want to make any promises, but uh, for we'll just say used prices, but brand new. So feel free to hit us up if you're if you're interested. Uh, and on that note, um, what do you, any other last thoughts about recording at home? Yes, please do it more often. Not because it's a bad idea to spend money on recording studios. It's a bad idea to waste your money if you have no idea what you're trying to do that day. Yeah, please do it from home if you are looking to get the best possible product when you do hit the studio because you're walking into rooms sometimes with a $10,000 vocal chain and the last thing you want to do is for the next eight hours come out with one song. That's right. So on that note, happy recording, my friends. Happy mixing, my friends. And stay saucy. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.